family time, where memories are made, some good and full of love, and some stressful and full of disagreements. Thanks for joining me today for my first ever family time podcast. Today, I'm meeting virtually with my family to discuss what is the new normal in 2021, and you'll get to experience the new normal of virtually sharing time together, which isn't always smooth and easy, but can be really great. I'm Annalise, and this is The Good, The Bad, The Family. Yo, what up? Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> hi, Debbie. Oh, your hair. Oh, hi, Lily. Well, I I think dad wanted to join, but he's probably watching crime shows on TV. Let me text him and make sure. Dude, you snooze and lose. I'll call him a secure answer for me. Probably like at the gym or something. Story of our lives. Yeah. He Something. calls us ten thousand times in a row, and then yeah. one time he's not showing up. There he is. Okay. Yeah. We did answer for mom. Hi, Dad. Welcome to the party. I feel bad. Of course, he would lag. <laughs> Dad, turn your video off, Dad. Asian. Dad, you're really, really laggy. Can you turn your video off? Fine. <laughs> That's better. All right, Dad, can you hear us good? Yes, I can hear you fine. Okay, and your so audio is coming better too. Clear. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, um, thank you for coming to Family Time today. Our first topic for our first ever Family Time is normalcy in 2021. So I'm just going to open it up. I'm curious to hear what you guys think, and if you want to actually, let's do introductions first because all my hundreds and thousands of listeners <laughs> might not know who you are. So um, I'll call you out because I'll call you in order of how I see you. So um, Nico, why don't you go first? Uh, yes, my name is Nico. I'm a Pisces. I love long walks on the beach and I live in Southern California. <laughs> all right. That's my fabulous brother, Nico. Uh, okay. Dad, why don't you go next? Uh, I'm father, <laughs> papa, grandpa, whatever the hell you want to call me. Oh, okay. I love it. So much character. Okay, Becky. Um, I'm the oldest, the wisest. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go with best looking, but like, I mean, you can't see us. So we'll just, you know, that's fine. Um, <laughs> we all like. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the oldest. That says a lot, I think. Yes, all things true. All things yeah. Oh, I live in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, Where we were all originally from. I'm the only yes. one left. That's here. true. You're the last one, the OG. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, Debbie. Um, well, I'm the youngest and the most special oh, in the family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just kidding. But I live in, in Houston. But just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink. Y'all didn't see the big smile she gave. Yeah. And so then I'm stuck right in the middle of all of these crazies, which is perfect and fitting that I would be facilitating the conversation today about what is normal in 2021. Yeah, I, I would love to get started, actually. Um, just like hot off the press. So uh, yesterday... I, I, so I live in Southern California. I'm about, about 45 minutes away from uh, downtown Los Angeles. Um, and luckily, I have our mother. Um, she's visiting me currently. And uh, I took her and my four-year-old daughter and girlfriend. We all went down to watch uh, a huge gymnastics show uh, at the Staples Center. Um, it had like the entire Olympic team was there. It was it was in, it was insane. It's like the gold, gold, gold gymnastic show. I don't know what the name of the show was. I'm sorry, but uh, it was so much more dancing. Uh, whole another level of respect for 
gymnastics when you're live, like watching Simone Biles and, and all these different gymnasts on TV is one thing, but when you're actually seeing them like throw those tricks in like person, whole nother level of, of respect for them. Uh, I will say also that that was one of the most positive environments I've ever been in. There was like, there was like all this poetry, like the spoken word poetry and all these songs about just like supporting each other and being there for each other. And the whole theme of the entire show was just like, yeah, we got each other's backs always like that's humans, you know? I just and that, feel like that's that, like, so kind opposite of, of how girls are acting right now. So I think it's so nice. Oh, for girls oh no, I mean, and you would know, especially you have a daughter kind of like right in that pinnacle age. She's 10, mm-hmm. your daughter, Addison, right? She's, she's like, she's like right in that pinnacle age of, of like <laughs> kind of hurtful culture, like, you know, hurtful Instagram, hurtful online and like, all this, all these kind of all these different things, like that's a tough age for kids to be, but yeah, this was just so positive, but it, but something that struck me, and this is what we'll get into in normalcy in 2021, but it struck me, um, how we got in to, uh, how we got into the actual stadium, into the, the Staples center. It was, this was the first time I've been out and I've been to a mandatory vax event. <laughs> um, and so if you didn't have a vaccine card, you had to have uh, a negative COVID test. Well, I, I, I guess I just didn't explicitly understand that that meant my four-year-old daughter also. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, would why you? wouldn't you can't get vaccinated? So right. I don't think that either. It's our kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, of course, like, so she, she had to have a negative COVID test also. Um, wow. and I was, I was totally unaware. We were at the door showing our, our vaccine passports, uh, ready to get in. We were super excited. We were like 35 minutes early. We were so pumped. And, uh, they were like, yeah, no, she needs a negative test. You can't come in. Uh, I will say credit to the Staples center that they were well prepared for people that were in the same situation as us. Like we went across the street to a, a rapid testing center and there was like a little mobile rapid, rapid testing center. And they, uh, they had everything. It took us, you know, we, we stood in line for 10 minutes. The result took 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, we got a negative result and we were walking in and all in the meantime, she confused, you know, she was confused at first, especially because I had to do a lot of, um, like I had to register her on, you know, online to to take this result. They could process the result. And I mean, I will say also that there was, there was a, you know, there was a lot of questions. They were doing a lot of like, uh, you know, like racial profiling and and a lot of those things so that I'm sure that they can add to the database of who's actually getting these tests and who's out and about, you know, and so interesting. Well, the reason I asked about Tila was because I do feel like the kids are so used to just hearing like, get a test. Oh, we're going to go get tested. So-and-so yeah. got tested. This, yeah, is, so, this is very bizarre to me still. Yeah. And so this is her first test also. Mind oh, you. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was, it was like, and it was like on the spot, you know, but um, I will say that everyone we were in line with, they kind of realized this is like, whoa, this is like a big moment. Obviously they didn't know either that there was going to be testing at the door because they were all families with young children, mm-hmm. all of them. And, uh, and so there was also like this level of camaraderie, like everyone was like, you know, trying to like pump their kids up to like, we didn't know how deep they were going to stick those little Q-tips up their nose. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't know, you could tell people just didn't know. And everyone was just like, so, so like positive, you know, also like, cause they were like, we're all protecting each other's health. You know, we're, we're out here. We all want to be doing this event. We understand (laughs) vaccinated it's mandatory vax thing and it's like hey just get behind it let's support each other this is if we have to take 15 extra minutes to get in all right let's do it let's just all be healthy and say i think i think what's so great about what your story shares nico is that it to me like three things are really standing out these three new normal things which is for me especially you know being a young adult woman experiencing positivity towards women, women's mental health, just mental health in general, friendship, support. Like this is a new concept that's being like culturally and societally accepted and talked about and brought up. And so I think that's kind of a new normal thing right here is like talking about 
Simone Biles and mental health and all of that. Another new normal testing vaccine stuff. Like all of that is a new normal for us and just normal for our younger kids, because that's what, that's what they know. And 100%. then the other thing too. Go ahead. No, you finish. Well, I was, I was, no, go ahead. You go. No, I mean, I'm just like, also, I was just blown away at the level of positivity that this was all done with. Yeah. And I think that that's like the key to all of this is just like, can we all just get behind each other? Like, I don't, we don't need to get behind politics or politicians or like, let's just support each other's health. Like you want to do a vaccine. You don't look, that's fine. But you know, like these tests are going to be a regular part of our life, mm -hmm. especially if you don't want to do it. It's going to be a very regular part of your life. Well, I think, I think for me, the, the third thing is exactly what you're saying is this idea of caring or being concerned or thinking about other people's health. And so I don't know, like you, Debbie, or dad, I'm not sure what you're doing. There's something going on in your sound. I don't know. Are you listening to like a I'm recording or something? No, I'm trying it out. I don't know what's going on. Um, well, I will say that the COVID has done that so much for our family, like even my little kids. So for 10 year old, seven year olds and two six year olds, and they're always concerned where are we going? Who's going to be there? Right. Because we put this in their mind originally, but it's like, it's so interesting to me because of course, when I was younger, or even when my 10 year old was six, that was never a concern. Mm -hmm. And my six year old son actually, so Logan asked me the other day if I was vaccinated. And I said, yeah, well, when did you get it? I'm like, uh, I got my second one Valentine's day. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. When did dad get it? I'm like, this is so funny. I don't know if they're talking about this at school, mm -hmm. but really concerned. He's like, okay, so that's good. So you can't get COVID, you know, and then trying to explain that is not right. six-year-olds, not really, you know, just let that go. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. But I do think it's interesting how they're, they're wondering who's vaccinated and who's not. Yeah. You yeah. know, when can I get the vaccine? Um, I don't know. Which well, is also a funny thing to tell a kid. I think it's interesting. Debbie has been on the podcast before talking about having a baby during COVID. And I think that's probably, I'm assuming, a question you've asked yourself a lot if people are coming to visit you with a new baby. Like, okay. are you vaccinated or not? And that was a little bit normal for me when I had my second and third kid with like the, um, the, uh, what's the one, the RSV? Like my yeah. doctor was like, Hey, you need to make sure people have been vaccinated for RSV if they're going to be holding your baby. And I was like, Oh, I never even thought about that. But I mean, that was like a brief fleeting moment. That's so it funny. Is. No doctor ever said that to me. And I never thought about it. Yeah. I mean, cause it's not, that's not normal, but now I'm wondering, Debbie, if that's something for you that you've really thought about. Well, it's so funny. Cause like, I feel like my new normal is just totally like we could go on and on about just having a baby during a time like this because there's some grief involved in like what a new normal looks like I mean we were just driving yesterday we wanted to go to this like super cool park and we drove by it and it was super cool but there was like a lot of people there and we were like crap like so you have to start picking times like okay, well, when can we do this? When can we do that? And it's just a new normal thing. It's like a new, it's like normal topic, you know, oh, we can't do that on this day because there'll be too many people there. And, you know, I hate living that way. And like, there's some grief involved in the way like Lily's already growing up. Like you want her to have like social interaction, but you have to think about like, what does that look like? You know? Mm -hmm. And I it, wonder, is it normal? Is this how like, is Lily going to grow up like this and this is how it's always going to be. I know. And I just keep, I keep waiting for when it's not going to be like this. And right. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe it will always be this way. But like on a positive note, I'm starting to meet more and more people who are in similar positions as we are. They have also had young kids the same age. And mm -hmm. like, just in a couple of weeks, like we have birthday parties. I'm like, Oh, yeah, like that's oh, yeah, wow. normal to me, you know? And, and, but talking about the new normal is, so I remember having Lily's first birthday and I was very concerned about like, okay, only vaccinated adults can be there, you know? And I thought I was so crazy, but then I'm like, okay, other people are doing this too. Like I remember, but it's funny, you know, the way you talk about it and the way you bring it up. So 
this, this dad of this little girl, he's like, yeah, so, um, you know, like everyone at the party is going to be uh, vaccinated just for the kids, you know, and it's, we're being <laughs> awkward about it. But then it's yeah, like, that's awkward. More and more, you know? Well, it's so, interesting how on like a personal party, right? Like a, a party at your house or maybe even at like a trampoline park, like you feel awkward telling people they need to be vaccinated. But then with Nico's situation at this like huge event and all these people, it's mandatory. You know, it's mandatory. You're kind of walking in to it. And I'm like, that's you just that, you know, you know what the expectation is. And so I do think that it's still, even though it's normal to talk about your vaccine status, it's still a little taboo. It feels like an intrusion a little bit. I feel like it's rude. It should remain an intrusion. I, I like. I totally think that this is something that should remain an intrusion because we need to get past it. This cannot become like our permanent normal. And mm-hmm. so, like understanding, like that, that is like you guys, Debbie. You worked in social work. Becky, you work in healthcare. Annalise, you work in healthcare as well. Like we're talking about serious access to people's yeah information. Do you well, know that? I'm that's curious, Dad. Yeah, dad, yeah. you work in a school system as a principal. I mean, what's this like for you thinking you you have students who are in nursing school and training and you know, what what is what is the new normal for how you approach this as an educator? You're muted. Oh no. Well, <laughs> that's a really good question because it's really hard because I have my own personal views on all of this. Like if you're vaccinated, I don't understand the whole thing of wearing a mask, which I never felt was effective anyway. But but if we move forward, we're just going to have many kids as possible vaccinated if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. It still should be a person's choice to get vaccinated, you know, and I can argue all day long why, but it should be their choice, their body, their choice. Isn't that what everybody cries about? So, but either way, so but either way, but, dad, but either way, dad, your nursing students have to get vaccinated, right? If they want to do clinicals, they have to be vaccinated. They don't have to be vaccinated. They just have to be dropped from the program because there's no alternative. <laughs> right. I see what you're saying, though, that there's a they, choice. There's always a choice, but some no, things you might not have access to because of the choice, like. For Nico, it's a concert, but for your students, it's doing their clinicals for nursing school. So I get that. I will add. Yeah, and so for... for... Go ahead, Debbie. Well, I wanted to add to this because a lot of people think that this is like a new normal. I don't think this particular point is a new normal. I think that these things existed before, just not with COVID. I mean, like, if you Which wanted thing? to work, well, if you wanted to work in a hospital, for example, you, I mean, the hospital that I worked in, you had to have a flu shot. You had to have a tet- right. tetanus shot. Mandatory vaccines or mandatory things like that are not no, new things. So it's like, if you want to work in healthcare, to me, it's, and I it's think normal. Normal, yes, you know? the new normal, the yeah. new normal is talking about it. The new normal yeah. is asking about yeah. it. And, and that's what, so I'm curious, like dad, how but, that's. But problem. remember. Remember, the flu shot has been around for many, many years and was tested under fire for years. Okay, so I want to avoid talking about the science of vaccines, and I want to stick to what's like. Especially since none of us know the science of vaccines. Well, right. I mean, I just can't (laughs) think about that. So I think, Dad, I'm curious what's changed for you as an educator in 2021. Like, what is the new normal? Okay, so. That's a good. So I have a think. I have a pretty solid answer to that. Nothing has changed mm. except for we 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 have to be a little more cautious with. Well, everybody has to wear a mask in the building, and we have to social distance as best as possible. But but nothing else has changed. We still emphasize soft skills to our kids. It's just harder to make them happen. Mm. We still emphasize looking people in the eye, shaking their hand, opening doors for people, uh, saying yes, sir, no, sir, um, g- greeting people with a good morning. Those are soft skills that are make a person more employable. We still emphasize those. Yeah. It's just at school, it's easy. In real life, it's not. 
Well, and, and just to give a little context, you are at a career enrichment center. So you're you're working with students that are getting ready after college. I mean, after high school, with high school students to go into like, you know, already being ready to be in a career as like a nurse, as a, a cosmetologist. As a like you're you're working with a different kind of group of kids. Preparing you should of soft skills should be a huge focus. I will say from an elementary perspective where my kids go to school, which is a private Catholic school. Um which did stay open during the pandemic. I'll say that also, even though I, I did pull my kids out and homeschool them for that time until we were vaccinated, but that school was open. And I will say the, I haven't noticed any changes in their education. Um, they, um, as far as the classroom goes, the biggest difference is, and I hope this isn't the new normal. I hope it doesn't stick, but parents just really aren't encouraged, aren't, they're not encouraged to be on campus as they were before. Yeah. I was on campus every day. I was volunteering in the classroom. I was volunteering in different parts of the school. I was able, when I dropped my children off to walk them to their classroom door. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I picked them up, I would stand outside their door. I would speak to their teacher, to their face. That's not a thing anymore. And it is really hard for us control freaks (laughs) to manage and handle and trying like, you know, it's just, and social butterflies even too. I mean, like, I want to talk to all these parents who I love, who, you know, I'm in this community and I think that's kind of a new normal. And I see it fading a little, but not as fast as I thought. I think I had told Annalise this several times during COVID. I'm like, yeah, right. Like in 2021, everyone's just going to go back to normal. (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that wasn't, that's not true. I was wrong. And, and, and we're all still feeling the effects and we're all still walking on eggshells around each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, but school wise, I, I think the kids, first of all, being in school is everything. Oh, definitely. Um, but I, I see hey, Becky. being the same. Hey, Becky. Mm-hmm. Becky. Yes. You made a comment. You said that you, you're that you're walking on eggshells around people. Are yeah. you in? Are you walking around eggshells, or are people walking around eggshells around you? Because I got to tell you, I don't walk on eggshells around nobody. Uh, I do. I, I do try don't. to be very careful. And if we don't do that, we're not going to get back to some kind of normalcy. No, Say I mean, again. I just want. I feel very comfortable in most situations. I would tell you now. I mean, you've seen me at like football tailgates, clearly. I'm wanting all of the people to be around me. Like, I don't have an issue with that, but I always want to respect the way other people feel. Um, it's, and I think that's just a personal choice that I have. I just want people to feel comfortable around me and feel like they can be themselves. And I think if I'm too harsh and I do have a very strong personality, but I do want people to feel like, you know, if they want to step a couple of feet back from me, cause I'm not wearing my mask outside at pickup at school, I'm not going to be like, oh, what are you doing? You know? I'm fine with it. I'm not offended. I get it. We're all, we're all just trying to get comfortable, you know? Well, and I think that's key. Sorry, Debbie, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I do think that's key to, to not uh, take things personally because in the beginning of COVID, that was a hard thing that I think a lot of us, even as a family, we were trying to figure out how do we cope with this? How do we manage as a family? And Tons of hurt feelings. Yeah. 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 And I think that that, that was hard. And we kind of just had to say like, this isn't personal. It's about what I like. You're choosing what's best for your family. I'm choosing what's best for mine. But Debbie, what did you want to say? I think you want oh, to. And I just want to piggyback off that. I mean, I, I feel like for that whole 2020 year and then even leading into like 2021, I mean, I was like at a very heightened anxiety And I feel like my family, because you guys were really the only people that I was seeing, even in that in those little limited times. And I was really heightened and everybody did everything they could to make me feel comfortable and to respect the anxiety that I was going through and respect like navigating the decisions I was having to make. I mean, everyone was so respectful, you know? So it's like, I think too, like that's something a lot of people were willing to do for their family. And I think that showed in COVID, like, I'll do that for my family, but I ain't doing that for, you know, Joe Smith over there that acquaintance of mine, who's a lunatic, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I feel like you really kind of like picked your friends. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, Uh, but but of course you picked your family. (laughs) I feel like that was the trap in it is that is that by some sort of like psychological manipulation and, and fear mongering they they trapped us into choosing only the closest people to us instead of choosing each other every day is like 
human it's like neighbor neighbors and and you know you know borqueños or borquesitos or borqueninitos or whatever the, you guys <laughs> by the way those little borqueños beat lincoln's team yesterday anyway <laughs> yeah. no i agree nico and i you know? i think that you're right i think that what you were saying earlier is like choosing health like choosing to get a negative COVID test. Like let's say none of us were vaccinated choosing to get a negative COVID test before we all hung out would be like choosing each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, here's where, here's where I'm at on it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm pumped. I feel like I live in a County that has been very serious about this the entire time, but also been like very, uh, like very kind of hands off, you know, they've let a lot of the businesses choose how they want to approach you said this. That. I thought that was interesting. Like mandatory, mandatory masking and all this stuff is kind of gone in and out here. Uh, and it's really been left up to the businesses and people. Um, but what I will say though, is that what I want to see is what I've seen from our government and our country and people in general during this time is like this extreme focus towards health I just wish that we could put this same focus and like apply this same type of resource and pressure on diabetes, on all these different things that on heart disease and all these problems that we have in this country that are real, real problems as well. Like COVID is a very real problem, but so is diabetes. That's a really, give me an example of what you mean by that. Uh, supporting insulin, making sure that, that, you know, people are being tested for diabetes, that they have access to blood sugar level tests. I see what you're saying. They have because of how easy COVID access is. I see. Yeah. Because of look what we can do in a COVID testing center. Like, you know, look at how easy we were able to expand the scope of practice for Mm -hmm. COVID. Can we not apply that to all these different ailments that we have and get Americans really, conscientious and really focus on their overall health, you know, there's this, the whole scope, their teeth, all these different things. It's like, we can, man, we can, when we are motivated, we are unstoppable. So let's be motivated about all of this stuff as a, as a collective whole. And it kind of, you know, resource wise, it kind of comes from the government, but obviously they can do it. Look at what they did with COVID, you know? And what are we going to do when this starts to slow down and we can reappropriate some of these resources that we've developed through COVID? Can we reappropriate them? Like, I think it's critical. And then we can start looking at American health as a whole and supporting each other's health. Not like, hey, what's your vac status? But like, hey, how are you doing? You look good. You look like you lost five pounds, 10 pounds, right? Like, you look good. What's going on? Oh, you know what, man? I had diabetes. I went to one of those clinics and got it all checked out. Now I'm getting insulin, you know, like the new normal of like a health conscious nation would be like, and so that was, that was something I really wanted to talk about today that you you're bringing up, which is like things that didn't happen before that are going to be the new normal that we want to keep. Right. But also on the other hand of that is things that were happening before that we couldn't do during COVID and we don't want to bring back into our lives. Like the new normal is leaving some things out. The, our new normal, our new way of, of being health conscious and thinking about our, our family, our friends and, and positivity is leaving stuff out. So like, what are some of those things that we're leaving out of our life that we had before COVID came? Um, I think personally, my, my favorite thing about COVID was just being home and enjoying my home with my children and my husband in it because we just never were home before. And we have gotten back to be a little bit busy, but everybody's happy. But one thing I just don't want to lose is that family time. Mm -hmm. It was just so nice and so precious and so special that I hope that we can keep that, you know, having a really special sit down dinner and play games at least a couple nights a week is, would be really nice to keep. And like, I just want to say that that's like something I feel like that is just so, um, it's like your, your paradigm. How are you looking at the world? Right? Like you took, you can take this really tough situation that was COVID and, and like the lockdowns and all and 
you turned it into like homeschooling your children, being home, making lunches, having family time, reading on the porch. Like these are like, this is a shift that we've made that like is awesome that we, we needed to make, like we needed to slow down. We it's needed important. to slow down. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. Um, that rocked my world knowing about my kids' education more. And I will never, I never want to necessarily homeschool them all again, (laughs) but I am very interested in what they're learning, how they're learning it, um, what kind of assignments they have. I was never, I could have given a hoot before, but now I'm very interested. And hopefully that's how other parents feel too, you know? I think family, go ahead, dad. So anyway, so getting to what Becky was just saying, since it was about school, you know, Annalise and Becky, you guys both homeschooled your kids for a while. So yesterday after Lincoln's game, I took, I, I sent a text to Becky. I took Lincoln to Menchie's and we were sitting there eating yogurt and talking about stuff. And, and Lincoln just randomly said that one time he farted the whole alphabet in his mom's class <laughs> and it stunk really bad. And he, and then Something he did a that seven year old boy he did that little laugh that he does, you know, that little, like, I'm a goofy little dude laugh. And, but, but the thing, the point that I was trying to make to Becky was he did it in his mom's class. Okay. He said that his mom's class that sticks with him. That will stick with him forever for Joaquin and Johnny and Addie and, and Lincoln, and maybe hopefully at uh, Lola and Logan. It will stick in their mind that they were in their mom's class. Yes. Well, and And I think, I think that's great that Lincoln has such positive memories of farting in class, but I'll be honest, Joaquin was like, mom, you were a great teacher, but you didn't know how to teach me math. Like it was a, it was a good memory and a good moment, but I think it also was like a recognition that he is beyond my level. And that like in ways we have to step up to meet our kids needs. Like, I knew he was good at math. I didn't realize that he was like so far beyond my comprehension of math and that I I'm limited and I have to get support for him and for me as a parent with, you know, him being so accelerated. So, yeah, I think the kids are going to remember this forever. And I think as parents, we're going to remember the lessons that we gained from it. And, you know, I know uh, Nick and Debbie, your kids aren't in school. And so that was a different experience. for you. I'm kind of curious, like what you gained during COVID because you're, you, you were home with your kids anyway. Yeah. My, well, my daughter. Yeah. Tila was in some type of schooling. Yeah. Right? Was, yeah. She, she's, she had been going to school and she went to school through about half of COVID. And then we eventually, we decided that it would just be better to take her out. There was only like three kids at the school at that time. They stayed open as a Christian. Oh, wow. And they stayed open through, through that time as well. Just like Becky's, Becky's children's school. Um, and now she's gone back to school and, and she loves it. You know, I also, I had the, the, like the insane opportunity to, to be home for six months. Um, during that time, you know, my, you know, I through various different things went on, but so, yeah, I mean, like Becky's saying that time was like, absolutely. I've never slowed down that much in the last 15 years to actually enjoy to enjoy life, man. I like, I enjoyed life, like, you know, just with, with my daughter, but also just like me personally, I really decompressed. I really got to prioritize my own health, my own mental health, my, like so many things about myself. I got to go see my family. I usually see you guys once a year and uh, I was over there like every month, you a know? Lot. So yeah, you came yeah it was like, a t- yeah, I mean, I'm, I, it's, I'm, I'm torn because I was able to like really respect my boundaries. I feel like I respected my neighbors and friends and family's boundaries during this. And I got a lot out of it. I got a lot closer with my family. You got to have a lot of conversations like, you know, we're having right now, we've all had these same conversations individually with each other. Um, and so for, for me, it was, it it wasn't all bad (laughs) for sure. Yeah. What about for you, Deb? Well, I think, So pre-COVID, I mean, Dylan and I were both working full-time and living in the fourth largest city in the country. I mean, traffic (laughs) was like huge. So I I know that sounds silly, but like 
when COVID happened, we both were home. And then I eventually, after having Lily, I um, quit my job. And so just us being home together and having all that time, it's, it's just so different. I mean, like Dylan is still working, but he comes down at five. He's not sitting in a car for two and a half hours. Like we're having dinner together at five every day. We have time to go for a walk after that. We have time to be together and just like all of that is just totally different, you know? And then I think kind of tying back into like health too. I mean, um, you know, we're just, we just have more time to focus on our health, to focus on our family. And that's not something that we had before. And so that's something that I'm glad that I hope sticks, you know, like that we will continue to have that time. Cause I think people, you know, it's just, I, I don't know if it's like an American, it does seem like it's an American thing to just like overwork and not really think about your personal life, you know? And so I think kind of having that switch of, you know, people are realizing like, I actually get more done when I'm working from home rather than driving to an office and, you know, doing that. And I'm, I was also really- like, I, I listened to this thing and I had read this book on audible too about it, but it was like, also I get more done when my mind is clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not so like jumbled shocker. up. Shocker. Yeah, shocker, right? And <laughs> even though maybe, you know, like if let's like use Dylan's example of driving to out, I mean, that's so obscene. I used to do that when I lived in Denver and was, I look back on it with disdain, but like, think about like all the things he did in two hours at your home with you. Yeah. That's so crazy to think about. And I think working from home is something that will stick in 2021 and beyond. So many people I know, I mean, their companies just literally gave up their offices. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I wouldn't, be able, I wouldn't be able to have my license as a therapist in Texas. And so I wouldn't be working if it weren't for Annalise uh, planned this whole pandemic. I tell you now, <laughs> watch out but, <laughs> on the flip side of that though. Like I will say that for me, when, when I stopped working, I, I used to commute an hour and a half each way to work. Um, and in LA traffic, you know, so it, it was real. Um, it, and so I will say, though, that when I lost that time, it was it was actually intense on me because it was one of the few times that I have in a day to be completely alone. Uh-huh. Um, I control yeah, that's true. everything. I control who I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. I control the music I'm listening to. What a biodome there. And, and losing that was actually kind of intense. I had to start creating that same time at home, maybe not as long, but I needed to create that 30 minutes away from everyone that, you know, and, but here's the thing is then I got to put that 30 minutes, apply it towards my health, you know? So it's like, but you know, it's also, you can't lose sight of that, 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 that is important decompression time. Why do you think it is that our family, you know, kind of looking at just our, our small family, which is actually not that small because there's quite a few of us. But why do you think it is that we were able to be so resilient during this time? I mean, we had each other. I mean, we talk, we are, we are talkers. So we get things out, we process and um, maybe it's not always like an emotional process, but we're just talking through sort of what's going on. And, you know, I think, Although I didn't live near my family, I mean, I felt connected to you guys during this time. And I know, like, especially for Becky and Annalise, you guys were physically together, you know? And, but I, I mean, even though we didn't have that physical connection, I still had a lot of support, you know? And I think a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that support. I think there's a lot of reasons that our family did well. Um, I think that we're all... um, well-educated. I think nobody was in financial strain that was serious. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. So the education, the financial strain, because I think that's really tough. We, none of us got sick. And I think that could have been a huge strain. Um, I think that young children although they, they caused, um, cause a lot of stress, they actually are also the, the beacon of light, you know, that you live for. I mean, Lord knows I wouldn't have homeschooled anyone else, but my own children, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have kids. 
also have mask some of your and and all, all of that to like protect them right like the world might be going a little crazy like oh we're on lockdown is this what's going on mom oh no it's good we're all you know like you know you have a different way of yeah the whole that the whole like towards them keeping your shit together for the other people in your life yeah <laughs> so i mean i think our family did well because of that i think we have a lot of love in our family so i think all those things made us resilient i think the that the people who didn't do well didn't have one or any of those, th- you know, we're missing some part of that. And I think that we're blessed for that. You know what I mean? But I do think um, one of, if one of those things was missing, there's some hardships, no doubt. You know, yeah. I think you can look at all the people, you know, that did have one or more of those things missing and all the struggles they had. You know, one of the things that we do do as a family, that's pretty good is we, we do have tolerance. You know, you guys, tolerate me shut up Annalise <laughs> you know you know we can have different but, not views. Us. <laughs> but wait a second you know we can have different views and I can and I can say how I feel but it doesn't it how I feel has nothing to do with how much I love you guys or how much I love the people around me or whatever it's how I feel and I can distinguish the difference and I think you guys all do that too mm-hmm. and and it, and it is it makes it good because I know families that uh, that literally don't talk to each other anymore because they're on either side of the political aisle and they won't talk. And it's like, that's ridiculous. You love your family and you, and you listen to them and you, you know, you just deal with it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not loving you guys. If even if one of you differed so dramatically from me, I, I, it would blow me away. But I think when you look at it, we agree on 95% of everything out there. And so, so what if we disagree on 5%, you know, who cares? But, but I do feel bad for, and getting sick, Becky, you're so right. We didn't have anybody get sick because I watch people around me and they can't deal with it, you know, and uh, they, they, and of course, thank God we didn't have anybody that really died that was close to us, like close, close to us. Cause I'm watching that right now with, with people at school and like, eesh. Yeah, we we were fortunate to avoid that huge loss of life because that's irreplaceable. And, and I think it affects the family so dramatically. I, yes, especially if you were already divided on how to cope with the pandemic and then something like that happens as, you know, evidence for one side or the other or whatever, it can be so divisive. Okay, so in the last minutes of of our episode today, I wanted to open it up for like current events, you know, uh, something in the news, whether it's local, national or global, something that in the news is like piquing your interest, got you kind of thinking, you know, why is this happening? How did this happen? Or this is interesting, like anything from fashion to war, famine, crisis, whatever. I just want you to have the space to like share with us, with the listeners, like what is piquing your interest? It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to open it up for discussion, but like for everybody <laughs> to kind of have an, in, like to share what you're interested in. Baseball. So baseball right now, uh, we're like, we got seven games, eight games left in the, in the baseball season. And in the, the San Francisco Giants, we're uh, first place right now. Um, but it's really exciting because what's really cool about this team is that they're the oldest team in the, in the major league baseball, right? Like, so they they have the, the oldest average age and they got a bunch of guys that are veterans that have always been like average their entire career. And now they're in first place against the team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's like a blockbuster team with all these hundreds of millions of dollars that they pay all these players. And all our guys are just a bunch of old crabby veterans getting it done every single night. It's just like, it's amazing. So I'm really, I can, get, I can get behind the old average Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baseball player. I think that's awesome. And also I love that Nico has a, an encyclopedia brain of sports. I'm only going to say one thing. Yeah. Hey, Nico, the the giants, the Dodgers are going to win a hundred games and they're going to lose the division by two. And the giants are easy. And I love everything you just said, because it's so true. That team is really fun to watch, but they got to play the Cardinals in the first round. Ah, 
So good luck with that one, dude. You can have the division. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough to get in on this. I'm no, like, but that's just- <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess I'll follow suit with, with sports talk. So, um, I'm like a huge U S women's soccer fan. And one of my very favorite players, Carly Lloyd is retiring from her career. She announced it like a month ago, but her last final game is coming up October 6th. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's a big deal. I mean, she's a really, really big player. And I remember I related to her a lot when I was playing because she kind of, I forget who was the coach before, um, I'm really bad with names, but there was a coach before the the female coach who was like their legend. And, you know, she kind of had some setbacks and I remember relating to her a lot because she like persevered and became one of the greatest women's soccer player in history. Um, And yeah, so I just, you know, I'm looking forward to that, to her final game. And I, I, I hear they're really trying to like do a big for her. So I'm excited. That's cool. That is really exciting. When they Thank won that world for Cup. liking her and not Megan Rampino. She was she was I like all the players. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> Ugh, God, Dad, I love how everyone sh- they're sharing something important to them and you come in with a zinger, like, yeah, but <laughs> all right, let's hear yours, Dad. What's your your big news story you're interested in? No. I don't, I honestly, I don't have one. I am all over the place with so many different things around the world, but I am really focused on just, I'm focused on just the stuff in Albuquerque and around and, and what's going on in New Mexico. And I kind of like quit thinking about the whole world because every time you start talking about anything outside of your immediate zone, it's it, everybody makes it political and I'm so over all of that. I just want, I just love my family and that's all I care about. I don't care about anything else. And I don't seriously. And I know that sounds pathetic, but it's true. I don't care about anything. God, you know, like I went over to Becky's house yesterday and for like two seconds and she had like Halloween crap everywhere. And it was awesome. Like that's the kind of stuff I want to think about. I don't care. You know, hell, if we get lucky and we sell our house, which is kind of technically sold, I mean, poor Becky's going to have to put up with me every day. We'll current we'll see current event for there. next podcast, father no. killed by daughter in Casita. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it now, folks. <laughs> you heard it early. You heard it early. Um, I, the current event in Albuquerque is the International Balloon Fiesta, which is starting this weekend. Well, sorry, not this weekend, next weekend. And um, I'm excited because it didn't happen because of COVID last year. And I think that this is getting back to normal to me, you know, seeing balloons in the air and having people come in town and having events, uh, you know, around the balloon fest, which is just a beautiful event is going to be really, really fun and cool. And like feels. And they are not requiring vaccines. (laughs) Are you sure? You don't I know. don't know. That's good. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I think that's that is really great, and I think that's like such a positive because like opening with Nico's story about the Staples Center and going to this event filled with positivity and you know supporting each other's health choices, making it a safe place, and then ending in this like amazing grand international largest balloon fiesta in the world. Like, and what is more you know positive than that? Literally uplifting these ginormous balloons and people into the air. And it's just, Love it's it. a wonderful place to celebrate culture, diversity, and, and it's outside, which is really great. Cause you get that extra level of safety. So that's awesome. I agree. Yeah. Um, New Mexico has earned that they gave up a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think they're at 70% okay. vaccination rate. And so we it's, are, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a great feel good moment of things moving forward. And I think that's going to be the new normal is, is just always pushing forward and, you know, carrying the people you love with you as you go. What's your current event? Well, I read this news story that a lady, um, she lives like in the Northeast Albuquerque area. She had the police called on her cause she had a dead body run over. That was me. 
turns out it was just her Halloween decorations. That was me. That was my proudest moment. The police at my home. I was so pumped. My kids were pumped. This is how, you know, my kids don't like, we don't have a lot of action at our house. Logan. Oh, no, you froze right at the like mm, part of the story. It's all do the face. See, and this is a new normal too. having conversations where half the you froze right when you were going to say Logan pointed. What did Logan do? Logan pointed at the sheriff and laughed in his face and said, ha ha, you thought it was real. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. And definitely something any of my children would have said. <laughs> Love it. I mean, I, I just, I, you guys, I have to say when you want your decorations to be legit and a policeman stops, you're happy. Yeah. That's like the seal of approval. That's when, you know, your, your Halloween decorations have made it next level. Yeah, the They were so mad. the police showed up like thinking it was dead body. Oh God. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Love it. Um, okay. Well, I really appreciate you guys being here. I'm so excited that, you know, family time is going to become a new normal. I think we could definitely do a drinking game where you have to drink every time we say normal and every listener would be totally smashed at 11 in the morning. Um, (laughs) but next, next time we meet, we're going to do, um, in October, we're going to talk about mental checklists. So, you know, whatever that means to you. So, you know, look forward to that sometime in the middle of October. And um, I love you all. And I'm really excited you were here with me. Yeah. Heck yeah. Love you. I love you guys too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you want to hear more, please subscribe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a Lucero MFT. If you'd like to share a story about your family, you can email me at contact at AnnaliseLuceroMFT.com. I'm a licensed and trained marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not a replacement for therapeutic advice. If you need help finding a therapist, visit psychologytoday.com to find a therapist in your area.